Welcome to Serially Hooked Star Wars. We're your hookers, Chris and Rashad. And today, we cannot choose where our calling takes us, only whether or not to answer. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing so well. I'm glad we've had a bit of a recording pa- like pause of, of two weeks. And I'm so happy to be back and to be talking to you and to talk about Star Wars Visions today, season two. Yeah, it's just a great time. Feels like the first day of school after a long summer mm-hmm. vacation. And <laughs> I'm so excited to get right back into it. Heck yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good, you know, on the move, as always, back of in the walk, old course. stomping grounds. Yeah, that's what I do mm-hmm. all the time. And yeah, just uh, moving along. Excited to be back here. It's really hooked. Um, and we have so many things coming down the pipeline. A little bit less than in the past, of course, because we got to take breaks. We have to live our own lives sometimes. This is <laughs> not a professional podcast. <laughs> sometimes, <Alas>. yes. <laughs> um, but next week, sh- we should be back with some D&D and another recap of something else that's special that's coming down the pipeline i don't know if i should spoil it chris should i spoil it uh don't spoil it people are gonna see it when it comes out perfect and i guess without further ado why do you hide your true nature why do you hide your true nature rashad just embrace it I really should. I really should. Thanks for that, Chris. I'm just going to change my entire life from now on. How about that? Yeah. This <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Peace. <laughs> no, Star Wars Visions Season 2. What what did you think of this? What was your what's your first impression? Uh how many times have you watched it? I want to know everything. I've only watched it through once, um episode oh, by episode wow. over the past mm-hmm. couple weeks. It has. It didn't ring as highly as, or didn't resonate with me as highly as the first season. I definitely enjoyed it for sure. The first season I thought was an absolute masterpiece and made me feel so many great things about the future of Star Wars and my love of everything Star Warsy. Mm-hmm. This just more was like, oh, that's really creative. That's really interesting. These are really interesting yeah. ideas, and I liked a lot of the the protagonists particular in particular. I felt less that I felt that this was less Star Warsy in a way than the first episode, than the first season, mm-hmm. and that's not to take anything away from it. It's just a different flavor, and I also kind of missed the anime style a little bit um, in <laughs> yeah. this season because it was so diverse. And I think that's the biggest positive for this season of uh, Star Wars Visions is the diversity in its depictions visually and utilizing animation studios from all around the world really enhances its ability to tell a diverse story with a diverse cast of characters. And I really enjoyed that for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I was so in love with the variety of animation styles with all different kinds of animation studios, some of which I already knew, some of which were very new to me. And it's just great to see all of the different approaches to this great medium. And that's the thing with Star Wars Visions is that it's a non-canon story, so they could do whatever they want with it, right? They could easily tell a story that uh, basically um, contradicts everything that's in the other Star Wars things. They're not bound by Star Wars canon. And that is so freeing and allows us to really, or allows them, the animation studios, to be so much more creative with what they do, which is why I think for me, Visions is, especially if it's an annual thing moving forward, 
it's just one of the most exciting things to wait for on the Star Wars um, calendar because that's what it is. It, it's a sense of creativity and wonder and lust. And, not lust. That's a wrong word. Wanderlust. <laughs> wanderlust that's the word i'm looking for um that we just crave from star wars and it's really visions that delivers on it instead of shows like the mandalorian which are so steeped in what does this mean for all these other things and how this contradicts with this background character and this other show and how it relates to this and that this is just fun and that's what i love about it yeah and it gives you or it gives the studio or the studios rather a lot of artistic freedom, as you said. It's it just because it is non-canonical. They can just, I mean, within some uh, framework, I'm sure, but they can basically do whatever they want. And I think that is great because most of the live-action series and even the animated shows that Lucasfilm does, they they all have to adhere to certain some certain structures and certain visual styles, I think, and they're kind of boxed in, which in some cases can just, just works, but it sometimes just feels very samey. And so it was a real, like, yeah, just a real diversity bomb going off. What's incredible to me is how the animation studios in these shorts are so talented at creating worlds so quickly that you immediately fall in love Mm -hmm. with. And we all have a relationship with Star Wars, which, not all of us, but I assume if you're listening to this, you have some relationship with Star Wars. (laughs) And that immediately favors our connection to it. And that's they utilize our existing connection to create a whole new world so wonderfully and so easily. And it's seamless. It feels like Mm -hmm. with a lot of these shorts... By the time you're like two minutes in, you understand everything about the universe that they're they're talking about, and that's mm-hmm. an incredible achievement by a lot of these creators. Yeah, it's it's like you know how short stories are super dense and really difficult to write sometimes, and you know that's what a lot of writers say that the short story is the highest form in the literary genre. And I think like a short, it's not necessarily a short film. It's like too long to be a short film probably, but just telling a cohesive story that just you you get, you just get on every conceivable level in 15 minutes is quite, quite a big task. And I think many of them did really well in doing that. Not all of them, but many of them. We'll get into that later. We'll of course rank all of them, but uh, yeah, I think I want to kind of transition from the great diversity of the animation to the writing, which I think was not always great. <laughs> not That was sometimes not very original, um, but I kind of didn't care at points because the animation, I was just so infatuated by the animation, to be honest. How did you feel about that? I think this is the biggest drop off from the first season to the second season is in terms of mm-hmm. writing. I think that th- the animation was so beautiful and then it goes to show the power of animation as an as an art form or as a medium. But in terms of just the straight dialogue and writing and consistency of characters and all these little nitpicks that we throw at everything that we watch, it was a big drop off I think from season 1 for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think I found myself multiple times kind of eye rolling or just being like, whatever, but also just 
enjoying the visual spectacle that I was watching. And <laughs> that's okay. And that's fine. It, it is just a little bit of a different quality. And that's that's okay. And I didn't take away too much of my enjoyment of things. And there's a couple mm-hmm. episodes in particular where I thought, oh, Chris must hate this. Especially because a lot of them are <laughs> children focused. So, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them I didn't mind. And some of them I really resented. So stay tuned, everyone, to see which children Chris hates. That's the, like the classic running <laughs> segment of Series Hooked. Right. This should just I should just make this my own podcast. Children hates Chris, or ki- Chris hates no. children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. So yeah, so should we get into it? Should we talk about the individual episodes and our thoughts about them? And maybe we'll culminate at the very end and come back and do our top rankings or all our entire rankings of the season? Let's do it. All right. So we start with episode one titled Sith by El Guidi Studios from Spain. Wow, terrible pronunciation, Rashad. You're You're good at this. And the episode centers around a former Sith apprentice who is leading a peaceful but isolated life and is confronted by the past when her old master tracks her down. And I guess I'll just say before we continue and about spoilers with this, it doesn't really matter spoilers, I think, but we are (laughs) going to talk about everything um, that happened in these and just our reactions to things. So Mm -hmm. um, be aware. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was the most artistic uh, episode of them all. I really like the animation style and the changes of colors uh, that all also kind of integrate into the storyline. But just, I thought that was visually probably the most stunning to me. It was incredible how they melded painting and lightsaber battles and Mm -hmm. relation with the Sith and colors. And that was my favorite part about it. It was a jarring, in a good way, entry because it's completely different Mm -hmm. than what you expected. And that runs through a theme of a lot of these episodes where there is other art forms that are mixed into this. So you have singing, you have painting here, you have um, painting in another episode that comes up later. And all of these different um, metaphors for the lightsaber and the and the Sith and the light side or the Jedi or for whatever do you want to call it. I really like that this episode didn't mention Jedis at all. It was only Sith mm-hmm. focused. And you have the light side that's kind of unnamed fighting the Sith within this character. Um, and obviously, I really like the, like, as you said, the, the visual color palette. It really pops. Um, all of this mystery that's coming along as they go out into the wilderness searching for this broken record. It just, it flows super easily. And I really like this character. I think she was one of my favorites of the entire mm-hmm. season. Yeah. I wanted to specifically point out that this entire, like the first half, if you will, is very much white and light blue in, in its color. That like Those are the dominant colors. And as soon as the sith show up and you know there is a danger there it's mostly black and dark red and it just and it does go back and forth a little bit and i think that was just beautiful i totally agree it was like the the pacing was good the storyline was like decent um the character was great i love the i loved e2 the the separatist droid 
um, which I think was a great touch. And also just generally how much this season, but also Visions in general, seems to be much more interested in Sith than Jedi. Yeah, it's an interesting case, but it's true. And I think it's really fascinating because we as viewers of the live action stuff that focuses so much more on Jedi, it's so interesting to see things that are more Sith related and give it to us Mm because that's really cool. 100%. I also love E2, obviously a droid. It's the best way to, for us to like love and just like delve straight into a story. So mm-hmm. more droids, the better. A hundred percent. All right. So should we move on to the next one? Let's do it. Okay. So um, episode two titled Screechers Reach by Cartoon Saloon uh, from Ireland. I really like this episode in particular. Um, I oh, I should actually summarize this thing. Yeah, (laughs) this episode centers around a young girl who is seeking reprieve from her days in a rural workhouse, who discovers a legendary haunted cave with her friends. The cave's dark pulls her in and changes the trajectory of her life forever. That's just the official description from Wikipedia. Thank you very much. But I really like this episode in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anything with an Irish accent immediately makes me feel good inside, good and fuzzy and warm inside. <laughs> so that's like initial bias. Yeah. <laughs> but on top of that, I really like the cast of characters, the the the, the ch- children, friends going into the wilderness, um, facing the cave alone. I love the main character. I forget her name. Doll. Uh, Doll. Thank you so much. Like the curry. Yeah, and... <laughs> that's how I remembered it as well. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it was a, a really nice story. I like her. It's kind of like the trials and tribulations of her and how she mm-hmm. overcomes her fear and, and finds strength. And I like how at the end it was just an old woman. And you kind of, it's yeah. ambiguous, the old woman's motivations for her, what she was doing. Was she just defending herself, her life, her freedom, whatever you want to call it? Or was she like actually evil or whatever? I like this like binary uh, or this, mm-hmm. this uh, ambiguity is what I saw it as. And mm-hmm. in the end, I like how she leaves behind. And I like how she nods an acknowledgement and goes away from her friends. And I think it goes off on her own adventure. It's sort of that that typical call to adventure part of the hero's journey. So I really enjoyed <laughs> yeah. this uh, this episode particularly. Yeah, except that the uh, mentor figure is a Sith, <laughs> which I think was just a really interested, interesting spin of on it. Um, and... Yeah, I I really like this one as well. Cartoon Saloon. Uh, I'll just... That's a throwback. I did uh, a weekly hook about the movie Wolf Walkers last year, I think. And that's also made by Cartoon Saloon. So they were all... I was already familiar with the work. And I really love their visual style. Um, If you haven't watched it yet, uh, Wolf Walkers can highly recommend. And yeah, I really liked pretty much everything about this um again irish accents always work (laughs) i love the visual style i love the story i love the bittersweet nature of you know she takes her friends um you know kind of urging urging her to follow you know to kind of break out of the life that they they have known all their lives and um kind of go away uh, she follows on that, and that's what makes obviously her leave at the end, and that is kind of bittersweet. 
Um, but I like that. Not everything has to be happy, happy all the time. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, it was kind of a different, like a very distinct episode, I thought, but I really liked it. Yeah, bittersweet is the best, right? <laughs> like That's what we love. <laughs> we don't want everything to be happy because life isn't Drama, always happy. Baby. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, I think it was a great episode. Uh, I have nothing to add mm-hmm. except for, yeah, like, go check out Wolf Walkers and then check out uh, Chris's episode about that as well. So yeah. I didn't know that that was the same animation studio because I hadn't mm-hmm. watched that movie yet. It's still bookmarked yeah. to watch. <laughs> Eventually I'll get to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it was a very fascinating episode for sure. Mm-hmm. And on to All the right. next episode, In the Stars by Punk Robot from Chile. Cool name for the <laughs> animation studio for sure. And this episode is about two sisters who are the last of their kind and are living in hiding on their ravaged planet. And they're fighting about how to survive against the empire and their continued mining of their resources on the planet. And when the older sister goes to get some water, the younger sister <laughs> shows up and um, does some eye roller or not eye roller things, face palmy things, and they both have to fight back when they are discovered, and it's stuff ensues, I guess, with them eventually <laughs> fighting back the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, if you couldn't tell from my reaction, wasn't my favorite. Um, <laughs> I yeah. it was okay. I, I liked it. The accents were cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the <laughs> I think just the plot of the younger sister was in particularly just not really for me. And I think it was a little bit too exaggerating what they were able to do. Um, I think it was a Mm -hmm. little bit much in some ways. Um, I liked that they shared this connection, this familial love, and they had this like longing for their family and this, I liked their religion or whatever you want to call it, their belief system about stars Mm -hmm. and all these things. That was cute. Um, and really you could see that there was thought put into it, which is something that we look for. Um, I did like the animation style. I think it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it a lot actually, but I think the, the, you know, I guess the upfront complaints that I had about this episode took it down from being one of my favorites of the season. Yeah. Same. Uh, really loved the animation style. Um, it was very front loaded with exposition uh which kind of reminded me of moana the way they did it there um kind of with painting and everything um and it's interesting from uh, maybe i'm reading too much into this but uh, like a story coming from a like a company from chile talking about the exploitation of resources and water i mean we see that in star wars all the time from like u.s writers as well but maybe the i don't know i just maybe i read something into that um uh yeah the younger sister just doing dumb kid stuff <laughs> it's just like obviously not my favorite um <clears throat> the i yeah the familial bond i really liked and i think it's a good depiction of like a child in her age would do the things she does and be stupid but that's exactly why i did like it um so yeah i agree with you that uh, the anime while the animation was great I really, really liked it. The rest of it kind of fell off for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it's it's kind of too bad in some ways mm-hmm. uh, because of this episode could have had so many things that we would have loved. But unfortunately, here we are. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I guess moving on to the next episode, uh, which episode four, I Am Your Mother by Ardman Animations by, from the UK, which is crazy that they la- they landed Ardman <laughs> Animations for this. It's so and good. And just the Wookiee in this episode was absolutely yeah. hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> but the, um, the episode does center around a young pilot named Annie who's embarrassed by her clingy mother. Um, but she has to team up with her for a race against a mean family, like the bully family uh, at their academy. And along the way, of course, their relationship is tested, um, but they come together to come closer than ever. Mm-hmm. I really like so, this episode. I thought, yeah. I mean, just the animation is so funny and so <laughs> cute. I love the relationship between Annie and her mother. Like the mother in particular is just such an endearing character or like character type, I guess, that we see quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this to be really exciting to see. And it was just, I think just from the very beginning, it was bound to be one of my favorites just from the animation style alone. And mm-hmm. I, I really like the family. It's a little bit, you could argue that it's a little bit too archetypy um, and it doesn't really challenge much of the archetypes, but I like that and it's fine. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't any force stuff in this episode, right? I don't think so, no. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. I, I don't remember mm-hmm. it being in there and I kind of like that. I like stories that just, we don't need the force every episode. We don't need Jedi and Sith every mm-hmm. episode. The, the grand battle for, for light and death, but it's sometimes nice to just have a little family battle mm-hmm. or a little, little little typical high school story or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I like that they, first of all, Artman is amazing, obviously, of Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit, Flushed Away, and Sean the Sheep fame, all of those great things. Um, and just amazing that they did that. Within the first two seconds, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I know this. Look, uh, I love that they did... They. I feel like this one was the most fanservice-y stuff with Wedge and Jawas and Twi'lek people. Uh, but, I mean, maybe Twi'lek specifically catering to us. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> just generally, just a really nice story. Nothing too exciting, I would say, but just very endearing. And yeah, just a lot of humor in there. Uh, that was just really cute. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put this. Endearing and cute, kind of mm-hmm. fun. It it what it's not going to be something I dream about like some of the other episodes, especially in Vision <laughs> season one. But it'll yeah. be something that I really like. Would if I ever on a rewatch, we'd just be like, "Yay, good to see this. Mm-hmm. Have fun with it." Yeah. All right, so on to the next episode. Uh, we're kind of blown through these, which is kind of good. Look at us being efficient. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're only halfway through, so let's see what happens. All right. Episode five, Journey to the Dark Head by Studio Mir Company Limited, whatever, by South, from South Korea. And mm. this one centers around a hopeful mechanic and a delusioned Jedi who team up for a risky and unlikely quest to turn the tide of the galactic war. But a dark force tails them. Dum, dum, dum right <laughs> um i have i'm honestly gonna say i have very limited memory of this one mm-hmm. um i don't think it stuck out to me too much um i'm trying to think actually what actually happened uh, i'm struggling right now to remember okay do, wait, do you remember yeah so i don't remember the characters names but 
so she comes from this temple that is telling some prophecies. She tells, I think the Je- it's supposed to be the Jedi Council um, that she wants to go there because there are two statues, one resembling the Sith, one the Jedi. So she wants to blow up the Sith one. Um, the council let her go, lets her go there so that, but only if she takes a Jedi with her, who is this kind of traumatized, pretty young guy, um, who, whose, whose former uh, master was killed by a Sith, who then, um, finds them and tracks them down on the planet where the temple is. The two of them fight, the mechanic tries to blow up the statue, but then, uh, you know, it, they realize that the Sith and the Jedi, it's like, it's not black and white. It's like both sides are within both of the statues and they eventually defeat the Sith and become friends, I guess. Yeah. Thank you so much. I completely had forgotten about that, but it's all back (laughs) in my mind. Thank you. For some reason it was, I guess less memorable than the one before it, just because it wasn't, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't eye pop uh, to me entirely. I like the messages of the dark and the light side connected. I like the idea of having a disillusioned young Jedi who's actually not all good. Good. That's always mm-hmm. a fun little trope to play with. But mm-hmm. I guess I couldn't just remember much. So probably not a good sign <laughs> in terms of how much I liked it. Um, and yeah. I think it was just most the most. I don't want to say run of the mill because it was interesting, especially because you have this religion in the in the beginning of the episode where these mm-hmm. people are just like looking at rocks for prophecies. Maybe I would have liked that more, a story of that, instead mm-hmm. of kind of going forward towards the Jedi Council and all that stuff. But um, I think this was an episode clearly that I could forget, uh, but um, it wasn't offensive to me. If that makes sense. <laughs> That's <laughs> that shows you how low the bar is. Um, yeah, I agree. It's a very like I would say it's a very state of the art animation. It's just not very distinctive, especially in this roster. Um, I really like the story, which is funny because like I probably like the story most in this one, but that's the one with the least interesting animation style. <laughs> so um, there's the, I guess that's like the two. Uh, weights on the scale there um i actually really like this one uh because of the um because of the message and everything and the character interactions um so it kind of grew on me i have full disclosure i watched all of those uh episodes today right before we started recording so they're very front of mind for me and it's about about 10 days for me so it's very different but but i mean if you don't remember it that much then that also tells you something so i think that makes sense yeah but i guess we're differing opinions here and we'll find out with our final rankings at the end Mm -hmm. all right so um episode six the spy dancer by studio la cachette from france and this one is about a dancer, a very famous imperial cabaret bar, I guess, um, would be a good way to put it, where she or the main dancer uses her unique skills of flying to spy for the rebellion. Um, I'm not sure if it's a rebellion or not, but it seems like it's for the rebellion. Uh, mm-hmm. But the pre- presence of a mysterious officer um, who comes in um, threatens the whole thing as the the dancer kind of falls and she, turns out that, spoiler alert, it's her son who was taken from her as a, a child. And then their whole thing gets blown up. All their cover gets blown up and they have to escape. 
And yeah, that's that episode. <laughs> um, I found it visually striking. I really mm-hmm. like the the dance, the first dance sequence where she, like it goes up and it's really like beautiful. She explodes like a butterfly. And mm-hmm. I found that to be a really cool um, visual. Um, I didn't like the coincidence of the <laughs> person that was captured from that planet to be the person who's there and then also if you think about it twice it doesn't really make sense that the empire would send someone back to their home planet when they took them from that planet but whatever it, it's okay um but i i like the visuals of it i liked the um little homing beak or like little homing beacons or location beacons that they put on everything um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I like the fighting techniques as well here. The way that they, they incorporate dance into fighting the Imperial soldiers or the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't really like this one that much, um, but I really like the visuals of it. So I think that's, uh, I think I'm just a little bit too nitpicky about things like <laughs> coincidence. Yeah. Oh, I'm right there with you. This episode, I, I agree, the animation style was really distinct and I really liked it. I thought it was really interesting. I really disliked it as I watched it, but then it kind of grew on me in the second half and then afterwards as well. Um, I do agree that the coincidence thing is bullshit, but the rest of it, it kind of, I don't know, I kind of liked it. The uh, She is the one at first who has to keep, I'm not quite sure whether it's just her assistant or her daughter, um, who wants to fight and the dancer is the one who is like no 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 we have to keep it cool we're on a mission here and then she's the one who blows that cover and just ruins everything and I really like that journey of her as a character and I think that's why it kind of grew on me um, yeah it's, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that because it's like yeah it's interesting but it's also not amazing well, that makes sense, the journey. I hadn't really considered that too much. And then the, how mm. she's the one who blows it. I like that idea, actually. Yeah. It's an interesting take. Um, yeah, I think it's it, giving it those kinds of things makes it a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still maybe not one of my favorites, uh, despite how beautiful yeah. it is. And it's actually, for me, one of the most beautiful ones in this episode, mm-hmm. in this arc, especially that that cabaret scene. Uh, but I guess there are, we're, we're really like, there are high bars here if you want to be one of the best ones. If that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah. And I guess on to the next one. Um, episode 7, The Bandits of Golok by 88 Pictures from India. Like, has there been any repeat country here? No, right? No, I think I don't think so. And that's incredible. And this one centers around a brother and a sister who are fleeing their village that was destroyed by, I guess, um, stormtroopers or inquisitors. not entirely sure. Um, and they are pursued. Um, and... As his daughter, as the, not the daughter, his sister displays force abilities. They have to really run away really quickly and make distractions. The whole thing. They uh, end up at a camp where the the sister is using her the force very casually. As inquisitors show up, <laughs> and then it turns out that the old lady at the village seems to be connected to the path, which is that like thing that was in Obi Wan where they're like moving um Mm -hmm. younglings to safety basically and she fights off the inquisitor and they go to safety and the the brother has to leave the sister behind or i guess the sister has to leave the brother behind and yeah i think that was it i don't think i missed anything of that episode Mm -hmm. um i thought it was exciting interesting exciting cool different setting um i 
I didn't like the young sister here. I think she's a little <laughs> bit annoying. Um, yeah. She's kind of really silly just doing the force. Like she's old enough clearly to know that she shouldn't do the force. And that's like, mm. it's just bad. Just bad. Just things, <laughs> it's creating conflict kind of out of nowhere and for the sake of it. And instead of actually like creating more tense situations. Um, so, I don't think this is one of my favorites, unfortunately. Um, I don't think also the animation was particularly nice. I, it, I mean, it was mm. good, obviously, um, but it just seemed like standard Bad Batch or Clone Wars or late yep. Clone Wars animation instead of something beautiful and creatively unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> uh, I specifically didn't like the faces, the, the way they were animated, especially of the main characters. I thought it was really something about it was like too detailed, maybe. Uncanny Valley. Yeah, it was a little bit Uncanny Valley. Um, yeah, the fucking annoying children. I hated it. <laughs> uh, especially the sister is like, oh, so, so stupid. And at the same time, I was, even though there was a lot of danger surrounding it, it was, I don't know, there was never any sense of anything is going to happen to them. Uh, for me personally and yeah i also not one of my favorites they can't all be ba- can't all be bangers i guess yeah unfortunately on to episode eight the pit by dart stagio and lucasfilm a joint production between a japanese and of animation studio and Lucasfilm from the United States, <laughs> um, if that wasn't clear. Uh, it starts as um, a bunch of people are being put into a big pit to mine Kyber. And it goes over a long period of time where we see a large city develop at the outskirts of the, the pit, um, fueled conceivably by the Kyber that they're mining uh, right there. And as they go down low, then they end up reaching the bottom with a bunch of people. And the Empire leaves them to die. One guy, one of the prisoners, decides to climb, run to the city. And he eventually finds the city. And then they capture him. He he makes a speech telling people that there's a pit and people are dying or about to die. And they, the stormtroopers capture him and put him back. And then in the end, the the townsfolk all come out to support them and then save them conceivably. That was the episode, in my mind. <laughs> it sounds like you didn't like this one either. <laughs> this episode, I is the one I have the most conflicting thoughts about because mm-hmm. in my head, it had the most promise about halfway through and yeah. then was the absolute worst by the end of <laughs> my mind. I love this episode until... The guy goes into the city and he's like, oh my God, there's people where we need help and no one cares about him. I love mm. that idea. This idea that like questioning our relationship to the needy and how we ignore the people who, who actually are in need on a regular basis, all these things. And I would have loved if they went down that road. But they took a sharp left turn and <laughs> then were like, we're just going to chant, follow the light, follow the light, and everyone's going to hear us. And then, mm-hmm. oh my God. And then also, like, <laughs> if the Empire, Empire really wanted to kill them, just shoot them. Like, honestly, like, you don't have to leave them mm-hmm. in an open pit like that. I don't know. It was a whole, I'm not advocating, like, shooting, like, forced labor. 
But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this was a really <laughs> promising episode, which pissed me yeah. off even more by the end because of that stupid conclusion where I think that they once if you have promise, you make me more mad when you don't deliver. When you don't mm-hmm. have promise, it just makes me more ambivalent. And that's what I felt about with this episode. Mm-hmm. Please clip that part where you said, I, I don't endorse shooting forced labor. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, that was just a joke. Um, so first off, I thought it was an interesting choice. I think they went with something like a 90s anime style of animation, which I mm-hmm. thought was really interesting. I kind of like that. It reminded me a bit of uh, Cowboy Bebop, but yeah, the I think the story is ridiculous. Um, I think... Also, yeah, it starts off promising, but that quickly just becomes weird. And I was honestly also kind of distracted that David Diggs is voicing the like main character, um, which I, I had to stop midway, like partway through. And was like, is this David Diggs? I'm just going to look that up. Uh, and it was. And I was like, okay. It was a little bit distracting, even though I was happy to hear him. Uh, but yeah, the I mean, the plot, come on. Like no just no so that's what that's what i felt about this episode not a good one unfortunately and made me so angry Mm. oh man um but we do come to our finale our song by triggerfish um, from south africa where it centers around a father and a daughter who are in a mining planet or mining community a jedi comes to inspect the 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 red kybers that are being mined by um, this family or this village and it turns out that she is force sensitive and can purify them with her voice with her song and she ends up going into the mine and her father takes her out uh, rushingly and as the mine is collapsing but she saves the day by singing to them and um, I guess that's about and then she goes off with the Jedi and leaving her family behind on this Mm-hmm. journey i guess again another call to the adventure thing that we <laughs> see here okay so this episode there are a lot i liked about this episode and i guess one or two things that i really didn't like i love the animation here i guess we say that a lot i think it was really creative and really cute and really cool i've never seen this kind of style of animation um i really liked the idea of being able to purify crystals through the song um, I like that melding of different art forms and kind of how she expresses her force sensitivity in a different way. I like that she ends up leaving her family behind. As that's a part of the journey. I don't like her mischief- typical mischievous child thing where she just goes into the mine somehow uh, and they, they don't know that there's a back door or whatever and all these other things. They're like... She's a little bit annoying to me as a, as a character. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the father in this story. Uh, but yeah, so I I wish... Yeah, I don't know. This episode was fine. Um, not the best, but I, I really, really enjoyed the animation. I think it was one of the, the most striking animations to me in this whole season, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I generally like the story, uh, minus a couple of quibbles here and there. Yeah. I agree. I think that was, it was just so, it was very cute, both in the story and the animation. Uh, really great with the textures. Um, I mean, the whole, okay, purifying kyber crystals through song, okay, it's not really my thing, but I still, I was fine with it. And I think that goes to their, like, that's like props to them. Um, 
yeah it looks it looked almost like video gamey to me at parts but just overall really really well just really well done uh really cute uh, uh again like animation amazing very distinct as well um the story was had had its moments i think not not it wasn't the most amazing one but i don't know i think i like this episode a lot more than you did i guess we'll find out i guess we will all right so now we're just going to go through our rankings for these episodes um, of the second season of visions and, mm-hmm. and actually in my thinking i think that a lot of um these episodes um like they're good even the better ones were not as good as even like some of the mediocre ones from last season in my mind mm-hmm. i think the highs the the average was better in season one but maybe that's just because yeah. it's more familiar japanese animation studios that are more <laughs> equipped to do this kind of thing i'm not sure yeah. but um here we are but it's great also that obviously this will give a lot of these animation studios that aren't art man for example uh you know some uh, publicity some well-deserved uh attention yeah for sure I, before we start i want to ask you how many bad episodes do you think this season has bad episodes yeah as in you will never watch them again probably just two probably <laughs> three maybe <laughs> Yeah, Three, maybe. Yeah, I have. I also have two, and the third one that is like, I wouldn't say it's bad. I'm just not gonna watch it again. So I wonder if we have the same ones. <laughs> I wonder. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. All right. So, um, my number nine episode, or sorry, the ranking of number nine, <laughs> my <laughs> ranking is episode eight, the pit. Hmm. Uh, my number nine is number seven, The Bandits of Golak. All right. That is my number eight. <laughs> that, and number eight is my number eight. So nice. we just switched the last ones. I think the only difference is that I was actively, I actively disliked The Bandits of Golak probably because of the, the sister. Uh, and The Pit, I was just like, I just didn't care about it at all. So Got it. I was like, just, just at when the when they were singing in the pit, I thought, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Um, but overall, I just I had more negative feelings towards uh, episode seven. So I thought it's fair that it's my least favorite of this bunch. That makes sense, and I had more negative feelings about episode eight. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so um, my number seven is episode three in the stars same oh my god <laughs> look at us go uh okay so my <laughs> number six is oh no episode five journey to the dark head mm-hmm. okay uh my number six is episode four unfortunately i'm your mother i love the animation and all of the characters i just think for me, the story was just not um, like not imaginative at all. So I I had to like subtract some points, if you will. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, for me, ep- my next one, which is um, number five, is episode nine, Ao Song. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, my next one is episode six, The Spy Dancer. Again, I it was like so-so, but the, the arc I really enjoyed. And that's why it's my number four. <laughs> nice. Uh, my number four is episode two, Screech's Reach. It's really cool, but I don't know. I just liked others more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think we're at closer to the top, so we're yeah. starting to parse the things that we liked, right? Exactly. We're in our top fours right now, and my number exactly. four is Creatures Reach. Yeah, and so my number three is episode four, I Am Your Mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just Ardman Studio, uh, Ardman Animations just immediately just made me so excited, so yeah. <laughs> probably a little bias here. A hundred percent. My number three is episode one, Sith um again i think it's mostly to the visuals uh which were fantastic uh yeah i just i don't know it was just like a gut thing i guess so that's and that's why it's my number two (laughs) there you go yeah shockingly my number two is number nine episode number nine all song i really i don't know i just found it really endearing so uh yeah it's really cute and maybe also because it was like after the two bad episodes it like looked specifically good (laughs) to me yeah it was also it was the most cute of all of them for sure yeah a hundred percent and so that means my number one is episode two screechers reach I love that you liked it so much. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of aware of having a bias for Cartoon Saloon because I liked Wolfwalker so much. Uh, so I was kind of very aware of it. My number one is Episode Five, the one you couldn't remember at all. Um, <laughs> Journey to the Dark Head. I really liked pretty much all of it. The animation was like, again, was just really good just not very imaginative it's very state of the art but i think that's like to have that as a criticism is kind of weird so it's kind of a neutral thing and i really like the plot i like the characters and their relationships i like yeah just i don't know the action sequences everything maybe for me coming after ardman animations put it (laughs) negative but i didn't binge them so i'm not sure what happened maybe i just watched it at a bad time (laughs) i don't know that happens sometimes (laughs) i'll watch that one again for sure it's not on the list of the ones i won't rewatch. yeah that's good (laughs) yeah well overall it was a fun time it was a fun time definitely worth watching for sure and um Mm. i really hope that you had fun doing this because i did oh a lot of fun i mean I think next time I'm not going to binge them in one sitting, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I th- I, I'm curious how I'm going to feel about this ranking in like a week after I've sat with it for a, bit, a little bit, but uh, I'm just really glad to see some good imaginative Star Wars um, because this year has been with a lot of ups and downs as a, as relates to that franchise. And so I'm really happy for just a little non-canonical adventures can't wait can't wait so we'll talk to you next time hopefully and if you enjoyed the show follow us wherever you get your podcast for every next episode and i guess with that for chris i'm rashad we'll talk to you next time bye keep going don't stop
No. <laughs> nope. I I just crammed that in before the recording actually started. Damn it! So close. I'm not going to give you another thing for the soundboard. I'm not an idiot. I need to start clipping more and more things. I'll get there. <laughs> also, clip things of yours just to have like a, a balance. Okay, we can do that. How about that? Well, you <laughs> you gotta tell me to clip what to clip. Okay. Okay.